Hello. Oh, uh, I didn't realize you were focal and I hit a button. I'm focal. I'm totally focal. I'm still typing, Dan. I am still typing. Oh my gosh, you've got a you've got a lot to do. Should we should we uh just you do the sponsor focal. and, you became, and wrap you up you the became show? vocal. Yeah. Oh my god. <clears throat> Hello. <laughs> hey Merlin, what's up today? Hey, good morning, Dan. How are you? Good morning. I didn't sleep enough, but I'm great. Because you know what I said to myself? I said I, I've decided not to let it bother me. Good. I mean, you can't. You can't. Well, who'd listen? No one. I've been dreaming. I've had super, super intense dreams, and uh, it's been pretty wild. But luckily, I've written them all down, so they're here in my dream journal. Ah. Oh. Uh, hey, Dan. Hey. Oh, my gosh. Hey, happy um, seasons. Yeah, happy, you too. Happy seasons. You too. It's the end of the century, and we are here for the last... The Fantasy Ecla episode of your uh, Back to Work program. Yes, this is the last one that we will do in 2019. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's uh, wonderful, wonderful to know that. I'm going to type two more bullets. And filming. Um, yes, yes, yes. And, uh, and, uh, woof, woof. So well, how, we've been doing this for uh, what? Couple eight months. Years? Couple, oh, yeah, eight years. Almost nine years. It's easy to lose track. Something they mentioned on uh, on Chapo today that I think is really true. This is the first decade in a really long time where everybody knows what to call it, which I think is going to be good for everybody. Wait, I don't know what to call it. What are we What are we calling the it? Twenties. Oh, the twenties, the roaring twenties. Well, I'm just saying, like nobody feels good about the aughts or the knots or the yeah. the tens. That sounds so stupid. At least now you can say, "Hey, it's the twenties. That, that's that's cool. Twenty twenty sounds good." Finally, we're not going to be, you know, 2020 or whatever. We're not in that situation. No, I didn't like that. Party well, I mean, over. I think it matters, you know. Words matter. Yeah. Yeah, words mean things, as you say. This is our Fantasy Ecla uh, end of the century episode. And uh, I, I um, was ego assertive about saying I wanted to do a recommendation. Hello. Hi. I wanted to do a recommendations show. I didn't sleep a lot last night, Dan. I watched three episodes of Letterkenny and went to bed kind of late. Now, let me ask you a question. When you, I yes, know you that um, you, you generally try to, uh, to sleep, you know, you, you, you of all the people that I know are very conscious of how important sleep is and getting the mm-hmm. right amount of sleep and all that. What's a typical amount of sleep for you on a, on just a, a good day, a nice average good day? What, how much sleep are, are you getting um, and how much? Seven or seven or eight. Uh-huh. Um, the, the thing I always look at is how much quality sleep did I get, which my, um, Sleep dinguses tell me, mm-hmm. uh, and so I like to get four quality hours. That's the most important thing. If I sleep for six hours, but four of them were quality hours, and I had a reduced heart rate, I, f- that, I know I had good sleeps. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, because the problem is if you're sleeping 12 hours a day, that's not necessarily a super healthy thing, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you, uh, what do you get usually? You don't sleep that much, right? I want to, I always want to sleep more and I've not, not always, enough hours in the day, Dan. Yeah. I've always struggled with waking up early. That seems to be the thing that, um, consistently in my whole life. I mean, I remember that when I was a boy, I'm talking four years old, I would wake up so early. And of course my parents didn't want to be awake that early. So mm-hmm. they, but you got to stay in bed till a certain time. Yeah, and I, they, they were never able to make that happen. But what they would do is they would set up like a, um, like the T they would set up the TV on the channel that, uh, the cartoons would be on at five 30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I would come downstairs. I would watch the tail end of the Archies, which was a, a live action 
Archie's TV show. And live then action or animation? Live action, people, people playing instruments. Mm, I should look that sure? up. Yes. Um, I think you might have hallucinated that because you're up so early. The, I, well, I'm not going to argue about that, but the Archie's live we're action We're talking about the one TV Don Kirshner show. did with the animations, Sugar, Could, Sugar, Honey, Honey. There was a TV show that was called The Archies. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure you're having some kind of Mandela effect right now. And they would be playing their instruments. <laughs> I'm positive of this. I will look okay. into this. It's so um, important. It's so important to end our century. It's so important to me <laughs> that you find this by the time we leave. I, I will. And then, uh, and and so I would watch the they end had of that. It all set up because mom and dad want to sleep. And then, then I guess the next thing that would come on would be, you know, Ultraman or Speed Racer, and I'd watch that. And then yep. about an hour and a half after they, after I was awake, they would come down, and they used to set up a, like a bowl of cereal, and I would just add the milk, and like I would always, always, always woke up very early. And the the stupid thing is, it's not about the amount of time that I go to sleep. So if I go to sleep at ten thirty mm-hmm. or eleven or eleven thirty, I'm going to wake up equally early. Relating to the time that I went to sleep. Yeah. So, yeah. and, and so it's it usually like a, a is, black box. You're going to, you're going to just depends when you go to sleep governs when you wake up. It's always the same number of hours. Unless I hit about six thirty or seven, in which case I'm waking up no matter what, no matter when I went to sleep. So if oh I were to, if, if I were to go out and stay out till one thirty or two o'clock and go home and go to bed, I'm still waking up at like six thirty. There's no uh, hope for me. And I've talked garbage. to, I've talked Ugh. to a lot of people about it. And the other thing is, they said, well, just go to bed a little bit earlier. If you go to bed a little earlier, then you'll wake up a little, you'll get more sleep. If I go to bed earlier, it just shifts the time forward. So that instead of waking up at at six, I'll wake up now at 5.30 or five or whatever. And so that's, that's been my biggest problem. Like last night I went to bed, I was probably getting in bed 11.30-ish, 11.45, awake at six, didn't set an alarm, don't need an alarm, haven't used an alarm for Mm. decades. And I don't like it. Nope. And I wish I would change it. And people are like, well, if you get a bit, of... no, it doesn't. It doesn't. You got to stop having friends. You talk in that. Voice. They all talk that. Every single one of them. Mm-hmm. And and, and well, so here's what? Milk. Well, here's some milk. What I'll say is, please don't tweet or email me about this. This is oh, this it's is so important. Yeah, you know, not something you know what I want to talk is, about. You need uh, suggestions and stress. That'll help. Um, <laughs> and so this is the recommendations episode. I know if there's one thing I know about you, Dan, what's the one thing I know that, that you think with regard to me? Handsome, tall. Sexy. And you, thank you. And you like the ones where I prepare. Mm-hmm. Love those. Oh. Those are my favorite ones. Oh. So I've got, I've got recommendations. I've got uh, actually a pretty small number of things to buy. Uh, I've got apps, uh, apps, podcast, iOS apps. Some of them cost money. Uh, YouTube, Mac apps, uh, and music. Um, did you have an opportunity to think about this and the kind of things? Because I, ro- I can just roll and you can jump in when you feel like it. I know we have some follow-up to start the show, but I just wanted to lay out the context and the theme. Give people the shape of the glass into which we'll pour the water. Mm. We're gonna, it's, it's, the, it's the end of the century fantasy ECLA episode. We're going to be talking about recommendations. Does that work for you? It works for me. I've got a few. Um, and, uh, and, and so I'm looking at the links here, and I'll, I'll see if I can add. But you, you've, you, this is a fully—I just want to tell people, if you yeah. haven't gone to look at our show notes in a while, these are, these are good. I mean, Merlin has put a lot. Of time into these, there are a lot of links Aww. in here, and um, I've been preparing for two days. Dan, if people want to see <laughs> um, uh, see uh, see uh, show notes for the end of the century fantasy ECLA episode uh, four five eight of your back to work program, where would they go to find that? Uh, they'd go to five by five TV slash uh, B as in brothers, two is in the number, W is in women slash four five eight, and I I just want to throw this out there. 
I don't like end. I like it that we're ending the year on an even number, four, five, eight. Four, five, but eight. I was mm-hmm. hoping we could have hit 500 by now. Do you think we could, do yeah. we have time before the end of the year to do? To do 42 episodes? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I was going to see Star Wars this afternoon, but I'm fine to clear that out. I'm going to see it tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, nobody's like super into going, and we're, we're a little bit on the bubble about whether we're actually going to go. But, you know, it's Alamo, so yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Oh, uh, we watched, our we 500th the... episode is scheduled for October 20th of 2020, so... I'll be here. I mean, you know, God willing. <laughs> yeah. um, we watched the one with Jedi Oh, Island. and it'll be it'll be 20... It'll be 10... 20... 20... 20... 20... 20, 20. 20. I want to be sedated. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm into it. We watched uh, Jedi Island the other night, and nobody could remember anything that happened in it. It's going to be so confusing. This is going to be so confusing. But, you know, it's Star Wars. We should go, you know? I kind of want to see Cats. I kind of want to see Knives Out. I super want to see oh, Knives I saw out. Knives Out. I saw that. Oh, Syracuse said it was good. Did you like it? You know, I did. And um, and uh, the interesting thing about it was in the beginning of the movie, it kind of seems like it's going to be one movie and it seems like you've kind of Ooh. figured it all out right okay, away. Don't tell me anymore. Don't tell me anymore. No, I'm, yeah. I'm just saying it's, it's not okay. that. It's not that. Okay. 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 We got some follow up. We uh, Did you find this on your own or was this with the uh, sub- support of uh, uh, BT Dubs Nation? Yes, this is the BT Dubs Nation. Um, and there was an email that was sent in and I, I'm looking to see if I can give credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, yeah, somebody somebody contributed this to us and uh, I'll have to find who they are. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll definitely... Oh, there it is. Uh, no, there it isn't. Uh, but I will, <laughs> I will find who submitted it. And uh, but basically, you remember on last week's show we were taught you had brought up how much you loved, and I agreed with you the um, the old uh, Palm PDA that oh, came out yeah. mm-hmm. years ago. And I said, I, I my next door neighbor had some weird contraption that went like it like became like a a mecha suit around the poem that turned it you described into it as a chassis a chassis yeah and um and so there was um it's here it's in it's called the visor phone and uh and this is an article i don't i mean is this is this an pen computing magazine i guess and it's yeah. january 22nd 2001 handspring has effectively merged the most successful pda in this case a visor running the palm os with the most successful mobile communication model cellular <laughs> voice and data beep, while beep. digital cellular data hasn't been that popular or successful voice certainly has handspring's new visor phone allows you to have the best of both worlds all in one device and here's the good news it really works and it works well <laughs> While cell phone manufacturers for years have been trying to make phones that are also PDAs, Handspring has succeeded in making their enormously popular PDA into a cell phone. But it's more than just a cell phone strapped into a PDA. Keep reading for more. So this wow. shows pictures of it. And uh, and it, it is. It's this weird little thing that went on top and made it into a phone, I guess. Look at this website, boy. 2001. <laughs> January great. 22nd, 2001. This is so old school. It's got the CNET left rail. CNET style left rail that we all loved with the bevel. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So this is actually much more sophisticated than I expected. I th- I thought it was going to be more like I don't know. I didn't realize it was this late as two thousand one. But it looks like it is into well, it's visor, right? We're not talking about palm here. This is a visor, and it is integrated with uh, the software. Integrates with the unit. It looks like. Mm-hmm. Which is super cool. Yeah, it's very cool. It's all I mean, it's for, an all-in-one for, all for the time. I mean, one of my recommendations <laughs> is going to involve the Wizard of Oz. 
uh, which I was also watching last night. And it's like I was telling my family, like, my God, you should see this ultra Blu-ray of, of The Wizard of Oz, like, for the time. It looks incredible. You know what I mean? And I feel like you do kind of, you know, always – you. You get a better context for stuff if you are open to like, you know, you say for the time, right? That's so ahead of its time. There would be so many failures in PDAs after 2001, let alone successes. Like in some ways, I, like, like I said last time, I feel like, it's, I mean, I, don't, I didn't have all of them. But the Palm 5 was sort of the apotheosis. Like it was right in the sweet spot for like, you know, power, uh, portability. I mean, it was what? It was probably the size of like an iPhone 4 maybe smaller but um yeah yeah but then people got ambitious and they got mm-hmm. a little silly and it was still and I, a time when you could do a strap on you could still put a thing on another thing yeah. <laughs> i uh i forgot completely about the handspring company and the handspring visor and so handspring for those you know who aren't initiated with the whole bizarre world of pre-iphone pda devices mm-hmm. the visor came out like, this is one of those weird things that doesn't make sense. It's like when there were Apple clones out there, and that was mm-hmm. a weird thing. The, the visor by Handspring was a uh, was a Palm clone that ran Palm OS somehow. Yeah. Right? And that there was a whole separate company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, it's, I'm a little foggy about it. <laughs> one of the times the, when my wife st- first started feeling really old, was when she realized that when she first moved to California, she was a nanny for this family in Cupertino. Mm-hmm. And she realized that one of the kids she used to be a nanny for um, worked at, um, um, did Handspring made Visor and then that became Trio, but he, he worked at Handspring. Right, was like okay. a developer on Palm for Handspring. And she's like, oh my God, how old am I? My God. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so but, here's, the company yeah. was founded in 1998 uh, the original by the original inventors of the Palm Pilot and founders of Palm Inc. After they became unhappy with the direction of the company after its acquisition by 3Com, I forgot about that. Right. Oh, right. Of course. Their visor line of PDAs synced by USB, which was significantly faster than Palm's RS232 serial sync. The springboard expansion slot provided GPS navigation, cameras, music player, cell phone service, and most of the functions of a smartphone. Uh, in June. 2000, during the dot-com bubble, the company became a public company via an IPO, shares rose 35%, and in 2003, the company merged with Palm Inc. Hardware's division. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, yeah, so all this, all this happened, I guess. <sighs> it was a crazy time. Yeah, good riddance. I just had a funny thing happen while you were talking. Uh-oh. I, had, I was about to close out my uh, Gmail in a tab. <laughs> it said... It said, you're out of storage space and will soon be unable to send or receive emails until you free up space or purchase additional storage. And I thought, oh, huh, that's wild. Mm. And then I went and I thought, hmm. And then I clicked the thing and it said like where you could go and like view all your things in Google Drive by size. And Mm -hmm. I guess what happened was dad put his iPhone camera in his fancy gimbal and shot Christmas morning at 4K. Mm. So that also explains why I got the Nastagram pop-up from Comcast that I'd used on my bandwidth, because apparently a 15 gigabyte file. Oh my gosh. A single 4K 15 gigabyte movie got uploaded. So that'll be interesting. It'll take up to 24 hours to clear. Yeah. Oh boy, be careful what you think, guys. If there's anything we've learned at this final end of the century fantasy episode, it's so important to know if you're uploading 4K files. Eh, all right. Oh gosh, I hope that 
I hope that gets fixed so I can have mail again. Oh or, or maybe not. Or maybe not. You know what I'm saying? I do. Mm. Okay, do you want to do recommendations or do you want to tell me about something you like? Um, let me tell you a little bit about something I like. It's called Health IQ. Health IQ. You know, we were just talking earlier in the episode, Merlin, about how mm-hmm. much sleep we get and how I'm always on a, on a quest to sleep in uh, and, and how important sleep is. Uh, you know, a lot of people care about this kind of stuff. A lot of people care, like like me, about their, their diet and they exercise regularly. And all of these are the kinds of things that people do to be healthy. And uh, Health IQ, their philosophy is that for, for people like us who care about these kinds of things, we should be rewarded. So uh, how do they reward? Their, their goal is to help us get better rates for life insurance. And if you're a runner, if you're a cyclist, if you do CrossFit, if you're an athlete of any kind, if you, uh, if you have a, you know, a really good diet, all of these things can, uh, can contribute to better uh, life insurance rates because you're taking care of yourself. So I guess you're, you're going to live longer. You're going to be healthier mm-hmm. if you care about it. And, uh, and health IQ, they say here that they can save you up to 41% because physically active people have significantly lower risks for things like heart disease or cancer or diabetes. And so, uh, that's what health IQ does. But this is the thing. This, this is, uh, this is something that, that I think is a little bit different in that they take the customer through the entire process of applying the policies underwritten by one of their top insurance partners. And, uh, and, and you won't find this anywhere else. You, you, you have to qualify to get these special rates. And so to see if you qualify, they want you to visit health IQ, which is H E A L T H I Q.com health IQ.com slash back to work. There's this kind of cool little health IQ quiz. And depending on your score and some other factors, yeah, you could save up to 41% on your life insurance. So this is, cool. uh, this is something that can help a lot of people, Merlin health IQ.com slash back to work, go there and get rewarded for your healthy lifestyle. And thanks very much to Health IQ for making this show possible. Thanks, Health IQ. Buck, buck. You got a good ring on that one. Well, it's the end of the year. I mean, I got to use them up. It's like, uh, you know, benefits for health providers. Get get those frames. Yeah. Let it go. Really let it go. Okay. I'll start. Um, You can choose. You get to pick the first one. You could choose from. Uh, what I'm roughly calling a gadget. I don't have too many of those. A gadget, a podcast, an iOS app, a Mac app, uh, a YouTube suggestion, uh, or uh, I don't know. Did I say Mac app? Or uh, a music selection. You could pick from any of those. Um, I would like I just, to hear yeah. the Mac app first, please. Okay. All right. I- I've been hearing about this for a long time. I'm going to avoid the politics. I don't know if this is good for developers or not, but I've been hearing about this forever. And I finally bit the bullet and I got Setapp, S-E-T-A-P-P. Mm-hmm. Now, I've never quite understood this and it always seemed like a jam up, but I signed up for this. And so far, I have been extremely satisfied. So my understanding of this is that Setapp is, it's kind of wild. It's, it's um, you, so basically the, sh- the short version is you sign up and you subscribe. Um, and when you subscribe, you get access to dozens of uh, apps, including some extremely good for pay Mac apps. I'm setting aside. I don't know if this is great for developers or not, but I am loving this. So you sign up for setup. I think it's about a hundred bucks, 120 bucks a year. And you get access to all of these apps that like there's a set app app and that sort of governs like you have to have, like you have to, you know, it needs to phone home and make sure you're logged in and stuff, but you get access to all kinds of apps. Uh, and you can learn about this at setapp.com. And, um, I mean, it's got this bartender, Ulysses, marked, 
Um, the uh, oh, I think Daniel's um, blogging app, yeah, Mars Edit is in there. Uh, some other ones that I was kind of blown away are included with this: uh, Busy Cal and Busy Contacts, which is my my go to has been my go to alongside Fantastic Cal. Uh, Busy Cal has been my go to calendar app, and you know these are the folks who made now contacts and now up to date a million years ago. And I didn't realize they even had a context program, and it's really good, and it's included with your setup uh, thing. You also get uh, drop share. Well, this is, I'm just mentioning a few here that I've really enjoyed. Um, they, so let me, let, me just, let me just uh, understand. I'm looking at this yes, site either. now, and it says that you get over 160 Mac apps, mm-hmm. and you, so you're paying a flat monthly fee for access to every single one of these applications. For $10 a month, you get all of these apps. You download them as you want. They update automatically, et cetera, et cetera. It's almost like your own little app store, mm-hmm. except everything in that app store. Well, think about Apple Arcade games, but for Mac apps. Right, right, kind right. Of. And so if you if you chose to cancel, then I guess the apps would stop Gone. working. Gone. Yeah, no worky. No and uh, the ones that they have in here, I'm just sort of browsing, Are a lot of them are apps that I've bought or used on Me my too. own, like Bartender, mm-hmm. iStat Menus. Um, there's so many in here. I bought so many. I mean, like I, I bought actually all, all four of the apps in the recommended for you mm-hmm. um, of the screen grab. I've yeah. bought all four of those apps. Bartender, Ulysses, Clean My Mac, and MindNode. Um, also, like I say, I had already bought BusyCal. Um, but also like DropShare, which is a pretty cool, the right. iOS app's not great. Uh, it, it actually lacks some features that would make it really useful. But DropShare, if you just need a quick way to drag a, an image or a note or something on somewhere and get a Dropbox link out of it, which is so great. I mean, that should just be in Dropbox in an easier way than having to upload it to the folder. Anyway, um, also Permute. It comes with Permute, which is this amazing all-in-one media transformation app. So I downloaded some, uh, some, uh, an open source film that was a WMV and I was able to drop it in there and say, make this into an M4P or whatever it is. The like, you know, nice. Um, yeah. I'm looking at some of these right version. now. Now, do uh, you so, see, do you see this as a, as a really nice way to just get a ton of apps that you can use as you need it? Or is this more like a way to try out apps and then go register them from the, you know what I mean? Like how do you, what, what well, do you no, think? Not if I'm paying for it here. <laughs> All right. Idiot. Although I did, like I say, I did buy a bunch of these. So, so I'm setting aside the, I don't, and you know what? I just, it's, it's, it's a happiest time of year. It's the end of the century fantasy. Ecla. Um, but the truth is, so you go in and I'm paying 10 bucks a month for this. <laughs> and I have gone in and tried like a, a bunch of these apps just to see what it's like. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some cases, like for example, I'm a big fan of Chronosync. Maybe you probably use rsync for what I use Chronosync for, but Chronosync yeah. provides a really nice GUI for doing all kinds of uh, sync syncing tasks. Uh, and I did, in my case, pop for the full version of Chronosync. The version that comes with Setup is Chronosync Express. Mm-hmm. You know what Express means. Yeah. So um, I do a lot of stuff with syncing media, and I did pop for the full Chronosync on my own. And that's the one I continue to use. But um, like what else? Oh, it's, it comes with Downy. You know, lots of people, some people like YouTube DL, there's different things. But Downy is a terrific app, I think, for downloading uh, video from places like YouTube. So basically you just, you open up Downy or for, for that matter, there's an extension. There's a compliant, you know, modern extension where if you're on a YouTube page, you just hit Downy. It, it starts downloading it and puts it in the folder of your choice. And it's really, really good for that. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to say you can go check it out. I think there's a trial. I want to say that, yeah, try free. What that mean? I don't know what the terms are, but you could check it out. I just thought it was interesting. I've been hearing about it for so long and I finally gave it a try 
and um, you may uh, you may you could uh, you could just download it and set it up and see if there's enough in there that makes it seem worth your while. But you know, I mean, I assume that a Brett Terpstra is not going to get into a deal like this if it's extremely damaging. So uh, you know, he's a smart cookie, um, as are John and the other folks at um, the Busy Mac. But mm-hmm. anyway, that's my first one is a setup. It's 160 apps. Not bad. Yeah, I I have a Mac app uh, to mention that I have um, that I have only been using for a few days, uh, and um, and it's not in that list, and that okay. is an application called Mailmate. Mailmate. Wow, that's old school. Yes, uh, that's made by somebody who makes something else. Is it the feed right not? Who makes Mailmate is from Free Freeron Freeron F R E R R O N. Let me put this into the show notes. Uh, and um, and so wow. Mailmate is it's an IMAP email client for macOS. That's the simple way. But what it also has is for for nerds like me and like you, Merlin. Um, it it is all about the keyboard. It has Markdown. It uses Markdown for composing your email. Wow! It's got really, really great searches, uh, and and I'll, I'll I'll go into a little bit more detail about this in a second. But it has really, really great searches. It has, and all of them are like savable. It has smart mailboxes. It has tagging. It has different kinds of notification methods. It supports you know for people who like want open PGP or um, SMIME that kind of thing. It has all the signing and encryption stuff built in. It understands like really good stuff with signatures and it has tons and tons of that stuff. Just so we're clear, that stuff is awesome, but it is pretty arcane. Yeah. I mean, like, and and done wrong. It really confuses your uncle. Yes. And, and that's the thing. Like, Like, why did you send me this weird attachment? What is is this you? And it's like, yes, that's the thing that proves this is me. You know, uh, for most people, they don't care about that, but there's people who care a lot about it. And it's, it's in there. Chinese dissidents that want to make sure that stuff is going to work. That's right. And so it has, I mean, it's, it's really, really great. And, um, and, and here's the thing, here's the reason why I was, cause I, I have used, you know, Merlin, I don't know if I've ever mentioned hmm. this, but I like to try and keep my Mac as stock as possible. You're talking about um, your Mac? Yeah, the computer. Okay. okay. And, and so uh, you, don't like, you don't like to run like fourth or fifth party software if you can avoid it? If I can avoid it, I would like to, because what that means is my the next time that I use a, the Mac or if I get a new one or if I have to use someone else's or whatever, that it's, um, it's as, as, uh, as, you know, as, as stock as possible. I can just get right to work. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so of course what that means is that I've been using the mail app for a long time. Now I, I have a couple of Gmail accounts, uh, but I also use fast mail and other providers as well. So I'm not, I'm not a Gmail, uh, junkie, like, uh, a lot of people like you who can really make the yeah, web interface for, for, for <laughs> Gmail. You can make that thing dance, you know, you know, mm-hmm. your way around that. Uh, Even if it doesn't feel like dancing, I can make it dance just with the keyboard. That's right. Mouse don't, mouse don't make mail dance. But I like email clients. And so the reason that I started using this was Catalina. So I got this 16-inch MacBook Pro that, that I love. Really great computer. Really enjoying it. And, uh, and of course, it runs Catalina, which is fine. Catalina has been great. Everything that I do in, in software development worked just fine. So for all mm, you Rails developers. Go ahead. Is it great? It's fine. It's good. Yeah. It's, I think it's um, fine is what it is. It's fine. Most, I think it's fine, comma, mostly. You know, it's great because what my expectation was, was that it was going to be awful. So uh, it's great compared to <laughs> it's that. It's like going to the dentist and needing fewer fillings. Than right. I only needed three fillings. I thought it was going to be a root canal and two crowns. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so in, in that way, Catalina is great. But 
you know what what I noticed, so I was using the mail app for for a little bit, and I realized all these things that they'd taken away, like um like columns in the email list view. I don't use the new iOS inspired big uh, previews on the left and or a big list on the left and then the big preview on the right. I like the list of of emails at the top the way that Eudora taught me to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and they got rid of the columns. And I sort by the columns all the time, all the time. Ugh. I'll do a search. I'll they're sort by the co- columns are freaking gone. They're killing us. Dan. They're freaking gone. I use those all the time. So that, and then a bunch of other things about it. I just said, you know, I'm thrown in the towel. I asked Twitter for some recommendations. I'd already found Mailmate, but I got a bunch of people recommending that. A lot of people recommending, what's the one? Spark and Ugh, these other ones. Yeah. But I don't, you know, those are not for me. I've tried most of those. Uh, so what? This, this what, is going to be an hour for me. It's it's not. Mailmate. No, 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 no. I have so much to say about this. Oh, okay. Well, um, I'll make it fast. But you keep going, keep going. So, so Mailmate. It's like it's like a an email app of your. Yeah, it really is. It's 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 what mail app could have been if really nerdy mail people had worked on it. Which, by the way, I I say that and I mean it in the most positive way possible. It's a compliment. They never, uh, they never really fulfilled the promise of how nerdy email could be. But mm-hmm. basically, this mail application, they, it does not provide you with some newfangled interface. There's zero. Ugh. If you're coming from mail app, there's zero learning curve. You can just get started. All the keyboard shortcuts, shortcuts or cuts that I was yeah. using in mail app, such as like uh, Shift Command D to send an email, little things like that, they all work fine. And there's so many more. But the gem is that this is a plain text email application. No HTML allowed? Well, you do it in Markdown and it converts it to HTML on the fly for you when it sends it. And and so if that's what you, yeah, it's really, really cool. I'm not recommending this for people like you who have like a really good solution. Oh, don't worry. I'll look at it. But for for people like me who have been using Who who are also, let's let's say also, who are primarily desktop, you prefer to do things on a desktop. Always. Yes, sir. Or I'm sorry. A non-iOS Apple device, I should say. Yes, that's my my go-to is always going to be a a computer, in this case, a laptop. Yeah, macOS, always. And Mm -hmm. so this works just, it really, really works great. There's so, I mean, all the stuff that they've done to put in all of these smart features to it, uh, the way that you, you really feel like you're interacting with your email in a way that there doesn't seem to be a layer of friendliness laid upon it. And that's what I didn't really like about mm-hmm. Spark and some of the other ones that they have these really opinionated interfaces. And that's what people like. They want, a, you know, opinionated software is good. Look, it's 2008 again. But, you know, it, it, this doesn't have well, that. Well, it's sort of like you, well, there was an app you mentioned a while back where you were frustrated that you couldn't change a font. It's it's a similar kind of thing where like you're in for, in for a, what do they say, in for a penny and for a pound. Where like if you if you are not into the editorial and as John Syracuse says, fashion decisions of this app, you're mm-hmm. SOL because yes. that's how they do. Yes. Yeah, and- I get you. All right, Mailmate. I love this. Yeah, so give it give it a shot, listeners. If you're like me and you're a mail nerd and you don't you you're not uh, using the Gmail interface, I feel like I should be. But I also, like I said, I mean, I, for my companies and stuff, I moved off of Gmail to uh, from off of Google Apps into to Fastmail. Mm-hmm, and Fastmail, mm-hmm. I guess you know what that could be a recommendation too, Merlin. Fastmail, yeah. I really really also like Proton, Fastmail. Yep. Yeah, Proton um, was the other whatever one. Whatever that is. Um, okay, listen, 
it's a happy time of year. It's it's the end of the century fantasy episode, but I'm going to just very quickly B-A-T-C-H, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, first principles, Clarice. I decided a while back that I was going just, it's not, I'm not, it's not like I'm, you know, a hacker or elite or something. No. But a while back, I decided that unless it provides a surpassingly high level of value that is utterly unachievable anywhere else, I'm done with all apps that, in addition to wanting access to my Google credentials, requires a login that now cleaves my Google stuff that basically it goes through their system. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there have been apps that you just mentioned that I have stopped using for a variety of reasons, not least. I'm real, I feel like it's real sketchy how many apps, especially on iOS, but also on macOS, and how many apps in general not only like provide a proper Gmail login, but as part of that login are demanding access to basically all of my Google life. So to the extent possible, I've been trying to shed all of those. That's just to get that out of the way. Okay, yesterday, yeah, yesterday? Yeah, mm-hmm. yesterday evening, um, there was a, um, a gift we gave our kid that I could tell she wasn't that into. And I said, hey, you know what? Why don't we return this? She's like, no, no, I really like it. I said, you haven't even opened it. You haven't even taken off the plastic. Let's just return it and get a credit. And she's like, oh, is that okay? I was like, yes, of course, that's okay. So I go to all in the, in the, um, in the service of saying, I go to Amazon, get a return going, no problem. It sends me the email. Now, I'm Merlin Mann. I yeah. get an email from Amazon where now my, my next action for this is get the child's present, put it in a box, take it to UPS, they pop a label on it, free return, right? Just as simple as I want to send a task to OmniFocus, but it would benefit me for my own broken reasons to have that email associated with the task. I'm weird like that. Mm -hmm. I don't think your inbox should be your to-do list. Okay. Have you recently, and you know, this might be in there, but I'm just going to BTCH for a minute. In mail.app, how do you take an email message and send it somewhere else on iOS. Uh, I couldn't I figure out. I don't know. I could not figure out any way to do it. I don't know. Okay. Um, I recently have given another look at Outlook, which is kind of breaking my rules a little bit, but a lot of people really like Outlook. I don't think I'm going to stick with it. It breaks a little bit of my rules. Guess what? In Outlook, I could not find any way. There's no little up arrow coming out of a box to send it somewhere that I could see. It might be in there. Wasn't super clear. Certainly was not encouraged. And then finally, oh, you know, what the heck? Let's go to Gmail. Now, the Gmail web interface Mm -hmm. is my jam. So, like, I use Mailplane, which is kind of a wrapper for the web interface with some Mm -hmm. extra features. But, like, I am so happy to use the Gmail web interface in Safari. It's it's the best for me because, again, key commands. But the iOS app kind of sucks. It doesn't super suck, but it kind of sucks. It's very un-Apple-like, which I guess is understandable. Much to my surprise, though, like, I I couldn't find a way to get it out of there either. There's no Mm. share sheet, right? It's not like I'm in drafts where I can not only have a share sheet, but create an automation to share something to wherever I want. I can do this with SPARK, but that super breaks my principles for email. All I'm saying is... It's so frustrating to me. It continues. It's 2019. Every day that we're still stuck with email and 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 basically saddled with this dearth of options for super functional email. Listen, guys, I know there's a million super good email apps out there. You know how they're super good? A lot of them? 
you got to log into Gmail and have an account that gives them access to your whole thing. Right, yeah. Okay, so like before you send me a bunch of links to, you know, Bitbox, you know, and Dingle Mail and, <laughs> and Fripdorp or whatever, like don't, just don't. It's fine. I've seen all of them. Believe me, I, I, I said two words once and now that's in the, uh, in most of these apps. Mm-hmm. It just frustrates me. Come on, guys. Did, what a terrible habit to create. We said this before. We had that whole episode about terrible uh, presentation culture in companies. And I was stipulating that in my belief, there's a reason that most presentations suck. And that's because presentation culture sucks. So you make it so that you can only use this person's computer and you can only use slides that are formatted in this way and all that kind of stuff. Well, that builds a bad habit. That builds a habit of making, of encouraging people to not bother to try anything, not just ambitious, but anything that's like useful and functional and creative and a performance. Like, why would you bother? Mm-hmm. It's like Harrison Bergeron. Like you're running around trying to do ballet with, you know, sandbags tied to your feet. And I just feel like with the email stuff, I'm done now. Let's make this a happy time. And let's talk about something fun. Let's talk about something important. Something important. Um, Dan, um, I love Spotify and I love the way that it introduces and occasionally reintroduces me to music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will have a total of three songs I'm going to recommend in this episode. And one of them is a song from a million years ago, which would be 1993, that I was reintroduced to again for probably the third time this year. And I don't know how I keep missing the band. It's the band Jellyfish, and it's their final album called Spilt Milk. And uh, uh, this is a song called uh, Joining a Fan Club. Is that not fantastic power pop, Dan? That is uh, some of the best I've ever heard. Top notch, top drawer, delicious. The criticisms of this album in reviews at the time were like, oh, it's too much. It's uh, it's it's too much Queen and XTC. And then like, oh, too much embellishment. It's like, um, you guys shut up. This is a gift. This is a band who like grew up on Supertramp and the Beatles and Queen and then found a way to like put all of those hooks into like these perfect little three minute uh, operas, basically. Jellyfish, joining a fan club. Very good song from the album Spilt Milk 1993. Your turn. My my turn. I could keep going. I'll do more. Woo! I don't have about, any song recommendations except. No, no, uh, no, no, no. You could be any kind of recommendation you want, Dan. I could well, do I more. A... I can keep going with other ones. I'll come back to songs. I'm mixing it up. We're doing round robin, unless you want to pass your turn to me. No, I have, you, get, you hand I have, the dice to the person on your left. Things that I could mention, but there, you know, I, what I did to prepare for this was I went back and looked at all of the things that I bought in 2019. I looked at every single thing that I bought. Well, at least online. I'm not, you know, not, not, uh, the laundry detergent that I bought at the store, but all the good mm-hmm. stuff, all the stuff that was worth mentioning, the stuff that I got that I wound up liking for a variety of different reasons. And I found that a lot of them are, would fit into the category of being 
almost fairly mundane. None of them are really interesting, but I find that I'm fascinated by things that improve your quality of life and that aren't too expensive and that are something that you use every day. Recently, a friend of mine was asking what she should get for like her sister's fiance. And I thought, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I thought he's, uh, he's definitely gonna, if he's, if he's anything like me, he's gonna most appreciate that thing that he can use every single day. And what, what kind of a gift or something, even if it's a gift to yourself, what's the kind of thing you buy when you find something that's good quality and that, that you find you can use it every day and it just does the thing that you bought it to do and it does it well. Little tiny things that are so stupid that can make your life better. I'll give you an example, and I'll put tiny, this one. Tiny life, tiny life improvement project. Tiny we call life, it. yeah, I like that. Okay, mm-hmm. so here's one of them, and this this one is uh, the uh, at Moo fifty pieces reusable fastening cable ties microfiber cloth six inch hook and loop cord ties black. Loop. And, that sounds uh, great. Is that in notes? Well, I should go look. It is now. I'm adding them as I, oh, I'm finding them. And these are yeah. tiny little Velcro ties I that have these. I you, totally have these. you can attach to every single cord or cable. And they mm-hmm. have a little loop so that they loop around the thing and stay attached to it. So they go with it. You can't lose them. And then you use them to just snugly uh, coil some one of the cables. And it's like, do you have, do you have cables in your house? You know, it's one of those. <laughs> do, do it. Do Hi. it. Hi. Um, oh. oh, sorry. We're doing more like a monster truck. Yeah. Are you sick of tripping over Yeah, that's what I want you to do. Is there an unruly snake in your bag? <laughs> <laughs> Suck the poison. Get the ATTMU 50 PCS reusable fastening cable ties, microfiber cloth, six inch hook and loop. Core <laughs> ties black. Get it, you dummy. It's seven bucks for 50. Seven bucks. For 50. And so yeah. you're going to be able to use these stupid little things everywhere that you go. If you have your own little office or your own home office, you can coil these cables up. They stay out of the way. And the trick, the trick is to have the fuzzy side out so mm. that they don't stick to your carpet or stick to your sweater or whatever oh, else that's you're a doing. Good, that's a good one because you could go either way. The other thing this is great for is this is great for like you wrap up your, uh, you put one or two of these on some unruly cable that's going to go in your gear bag. Uh, the other obvious thing this is great for, perhaps obvious, is what, like what I use it for in our family room, which is we've got, oh, this is so embarrassing, but like there's a series of like annoying cords that all issue from this one area. There's a mm-hmm. lamp, there's uh, an echo, there's a... Um, there's a, a USB-C for the iPad, and then there's one of those multi-hydra Chinese charge everything cords with five different, you know, dinguses on it. Take three of these, and at different points, you coil. So, like, at the point where they're all to- most together mm-hmm. near the plug, you wrap them all up. But then you just wrap around the ones that are going to go this way over here by the couch with mm-hmm. this one. Yes. Those two. And then over here, you wrap these over there, they're going to be for the lamp and for the uh, the echo. Are you are you feeling me? I feel it. So you're not. The thing is, if you get one of those sleeves, which is very cool, I use one of those Velcro sleeve cable management systems for my standing desk. It's fine. It's actually great for that because it can work, you know, and accommodate the different heights. But in this case, you want that flexibility to not just have one, you know, rat king of cable, one giant beholder dinosaur. In this case, you're you're having tunnels and sub tunnels. Like that's that. that's a great pick. That's a terrific pick a good one it's you know cheap easy now i i I got more too but i want to hear yours um okay i'll throw back to you i don't want to do too many gadgets but i'll do one other one i learned um so i um this is something we've talked about on the back to work or the uh uh do by friday program i shouldn't click on tabs while i'm talking never um max tempkin has gotten me into the rechargeable battery lifestyle 
And so in particular, he's got me into the Eneloop family of batteries. But this is, so, you know, when you get an Eneloop set up, you get this many AA's or this many AAA's and the four battery charger, which can accommodate either AAA or AA. You can add more batteries to that. Uh, anyway, people know rechargeable batteries. It's a thing. Uh, buddy, I did not realize... And I understand that these are not as powerful. You're not going to get as much MAH out of these. Mm. But I did not, I had absolutely no idea how many batteries I was blowing through until I moved to 100% rechargeable batteries. Um, I mean, part of it is, yeah, I don't want to feel like a dick about the environment. But I also like, it's just, it's so wasteful to see a canister fill up with like earth garbage. It's, it's just, it's so gross and so costly. But so that's cool. Right. Like if you're just kind of going like, oh, yeah, my kid's uh, my kid's robot like needs a charge up and you put it in for six or eight hours and you're all good to go. If you're going to go to the next level, you're going to want something a little more powerful. Yeah. So like if you when you've gotten into the full on rechargeable lifestyle, you might want to upgrade <laughs> with two D's for a double dose of his pimping. You see, a pimp's love is very different from a square. Anyways, I'm not recommending this particular item. This is the one I bought. What I am recommending is scaling up to multi-huge, multi-battery chargers with the ability to condition the batteries. So the one that is in here, and again, I mean, if you get a different one, that's fine. What I'm encouraging you to do is if you need batteries in your life, please move to rechargeable batteries. If you move to rechargeable batteries, get enough to replace all the junky old ones. And third, if you're going to go pro, you're going to need something like this, which is the Tenergy TN438 16-base smart charger with LCD and built-in IC protection, AA, AAA, uh, NIMH, NICD, rechargeable batteries charger with AC wall adapter and car adapter. So what that means, what you need to know, is that there are 16 little divots that will accommodate either a AA or a AAA. You can charge up to 16 batteries at one time, and you can also condition up to 16 batteries. What does that mean? Well, batteries uh, get memories like an elephant. And so what you can do is, say, charge these all the way up, discharge them all the way down, and then recharge them all the way up. Set it and forget it. Go home. Come back by 10 the next morning. You have 16 fully charged batteries recommending the rechargeable battery lifestyle and something that will let you make that manageable. Right. And the loop. Right. I like um, that. I have more things. Do you want to jump? Yeah, we just have the one thing we like this week, huh? Yeah, just that. Mm-hmm. Hey, oh, oh, you want to do the next uh, thing you love? Yeah. No, I mean, not, not, not that, but something you, you know, it's the end of the not century. Not something Fantasy I like, Ekla but something I, I love. Something you bought or something you used, something you yeah, approved I, of, something I you got bought so in your life, many, I got so many things here. I just, there's one thing I want to talk about, which mm. we don't talk about historically a lot on this show, but we have talked about it at some point. And that is, um, I, I would consider myself to be a, and I hate to use this word, but I, I play size queen. I play computer games. Okay. You're a gamer. I, that's, I knew you were going to do it. You're a gamer. You game. And so for me, I started out like most of uh, people in our generation. I started out with the Atari. I started out with consoles, you know, and I had the Atari, I had Nintendo's, I had Coleco, I had everything. And I always loved that stuff. And uh, I, I was on the Xbox bandwagon. I was never a PlayStation person, although I've had a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the Switch for me still is one of the, the most fun consoles. They've got the Switch Lite now. So I'm, I'm just going to mention 
that that if you're looking for something, and there's a lot of adult friendly and kid friendly games, and Nintendo always walks this line. But you're bet- recommending the Switch as a platform. I'm recommending the Switch, but as far yeah, as yeah, it's really good. As far as games that I want to recommend, uh, it's it's not the Switch. It's a game that I've been playing f- almost. Not, I won't say daily, but regularly, if not daily, for almost 10 years, <laughs> and that is Minecraft. Minecraft I love yep. Minecraft. It is my all-time favorite game. Um, I play it. There's so many different ways to play Minecraft. You can, you can just go and do what my daughter does, and she's eight, and she just goes in and just goes into what's called creative mode and mm-hmm. just builds things where you have unlimited resources and you can do anything you want. I generally play in what's called survival mode, which is you you can still build whatever you want, but you've got to you've got to find and create on craft all of your resources and build. And so the point of the game is to survive, but then also to build really cool things. And you can do this with other people involved. You can do it on your own. You could do it in so many different ways. And there then there are people who have gone on to make other things like there are uh, things where you can you can fight other players. You can solve puzzles. You can. Uh, get through mazes. You can parkour. You could. There's so many different things that you could do with this game, and it all it brings people together, and mm-hmm. it's such a fun, great game that I love. And actually, there's something I'm gonna, for everybody to love in it. Like if you learn a little so bit too. about how it works, there's there's a like you said. I'm just repeating what you said. There's a community aspect. There's a creative aspect. There's the like this is virtual Lego aspect. Right. Like that. This is my. This has been my daughter's primary game. I mean, she plays Sword and Shield now. She plays. Um. She plays. She plays a ton of different things. Um. She's done zelda twice but minecraft is something she just keeps coming back to and it is the og game where she and her friend get on speakerphone right for like two or three hours and they they walk around and find each other and do things and like you know trade horses or whatever and it's it's a delight it's a delight to watch it's you know it's it's almost like it's just a hangout game it can be a hangout game you know what i mean like yeah it isn't just like you're you're trying to like you know shoot nazis or whatever it's it can be whatever you want it to be, and they just they talk and hang out while they're just walking around in Minecraft. It's the right. Best. It's so cool. There's so much to just explore, and and I love the game. And um and so what I I wanted a little self promotion. I've been uh, for a long time, and when I say long, I'm talking like years because it takes me forever to decide to do something that's going to take real time to do. <laughs> but <clears throat> excuse me. I'm going to be starting for there's people who have no idea what I'm about to say what this means but if this means anything to you I'm about to start a Minecraft 1.15 let's play Ooh. and uh, this is going to be a YouTube channel that I've set up I will add it to the show notes and it's going the f- particular focus is going to be for people Merlin like us that is to say people who are Ir- irrelevant people irrelevant people with nothing better to do than play my no um <laughs> I, I, it is <laughs> That's uh, me. it is it is a um, it is a video series that is going to be geared toward not just parents and not just kids, uh, but this kind of interesting space for people who are like, I want to maybe do this fun, cool thing. And my kid is maybe involved in this world and I want to be too, or my kid isn't involved in this, but I, I want to involve them in it. Or I just love Minecraft and I want to see what Dan does in Minecraft. But the the point being, there's a lot of let's plays out there, but I haven't seen very many of them that I can really enjoy with my kids. There's a couple, but mm-hmm. so many of them are, and I'm, and, uh, 
you know, pull your headphones from your ear a little bit. Where everybody talks like this the whole time. Can you believe? Look, I just dug some diamonds. There's a lot of calling each other homosexuals. Isn't that part of it? There is. There is cursing. There's other Mm -hmm. things. And and so the the couple of them that are okay that I do watch with my kids, like we'll watch one every night. And uh, and and it's fun because you get to see somebody go into the world and start from scratch and build some really cool and fun stuff. And so I'm working on that. I'll put the link to the channel into the show notes. And if, if this is even just a little interesting to you, uh, don't forget to like, and subscribe. Mm-hmm. Hey guys. <laughs> hey YouTube. <laughs> Hydro flask. Um, uh, update. Thank you, Dan. Update. Current storage. Uh, I'm down to, it went from, I think it was 14 or 16 gigs down to 0.18 gigs. So oh, I'm back. so much better. Again. I can get email again. Ugh, lucky me. All right, let's do some lightning around here. We got to get through these. We're burning time like a, like, like a doorknob in a wet sweater. Yeah. Um, a podcast rec- recommendation. I have so many podcasts to recommend and I recommend them a lot. And I was going through my overcast and trying to find two that I really super want to recommend. I'm going to recommend an episode. I'm going to recommend a series. Um, you know what? I'm going to recommend it again. You guys, you've got to be listening to You're Wrong About. It's in show notes. Uh, this is where uh, Sarah and Michael go and talk about a story that everybody got super wrong and what the implications are of having gotten that wrong. Mm. The police are corrupt and inept. Women are not all gold diggers and not all black and poor people are, are, are folk demons, you know? And, and like, and if something happened to your kid, check with the family first. Okay. So, um, they've, they're in the midst of an ongoing super series right now that this show is just, this is so in their wheelhouse. Now just go with me. It's about OJ, the OJ trial, all the people, the people in OJ's life. And it is, it is a, I don't know how long it's been going on now, six or seven episodes at least, but I pointed you to an episode to start at the beginning, which is Nicole Brown Simpson, uh, part one. Um, like so many of their shows, um, you're going to get an empathetic view about somebody you thought you understood. Um, you know, in many cases, whether that's Tanya Harding or, you know, Kitty Genovese, Genovese, there's so many people where like, again, Stranger Danger, Stranger Danger, Satanic Panic, all great episodes. But if you need a way in to start with You're Wrong About, please check out the episode. Um, the kickoff to the OJ series, which is Nicole uh, Brown Simpson, uh, part one. The other one I want to recommend is an episode. Um, this is, a, I mean, I, I love this show conceptually, but you know how there's those certain shows where you certainly had shows, podcasts in your life where it depends kind of on the guest and kind of whether you were feeling it with the yeah. guest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. There are very few things where I just delete because of who the guest is. Um, I want to mention, um, I think that the full title is Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. And uh, this is a, a pretty, pretty low, f- pretty high floor, but also pretty high ceiling podcast. I have not heard an episode of this show that's terrible. Um, but then there are some that are majestic. Mm. The episode with David Letterman, um, unmissable. Just if you like Letterman and if you like Conan, obviously, wow, you really want to hear this conversation. If you like Back to Work, you're going to want to check that one out. But I want to recommend something funny. It's the end of the century fantasy, Ekla. I want you to check out Conan's interview with Paul Rudd. I don't know anyone who dislikes Paul Rudd. Maybe you dislike the idea of Paul Rudd. Everybody likes Paul Rudd. And everybody knows Paul Rudd is funny. But you don't know how really funny Paul Rudd is. I mean, until you see him on like a, you know, something where he gets a chance to really spread his wings. He's, he's great in scripted parts, but he is a very gifted improviser. Please check out the episode of Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend with Paul Rudd. I, I've listened to it, I think, three times, and I just found it very funny. 
Podcast, man. Get them in your life. Boom. <laughs> That's the show. <laughs> I'm going to get another seltzer. You do one. You want me to do one? Um, or I can keep going. I don't, I don't want to monopolize the Fantasy Eccle episode. No, I mean, I, you're, you're, no, do, I do another going? one. I keep yeah, going. I keep going. Oldie but a goodie. Um, these finally came back onto YouTube. Uh, so, Genesis, um, I was watching, I would never watch this with my daughter because it's totally inappropriate. I would certainly not watch the entire series in a week and a half or two weeks, but Silicon Valley is a very good show. You do have to skip over the origin of Middle Out just a bit. Um, but boy, I, I kind of, I guess I kind of forgot how funny that show is. Um, I'm going to put Silicon Valley up on the board with the good place as a show that greatly benefits from binge watching. Um, but there was one episode from the final season where there's this guy who comes on the show. I think his name's Ethan. And I'm like, ah, you know, cause you know me, I'm like, ah, that guy, who is that guy? What do mm -hmm. I know him from? Mm -hmm. You know what I know him from? I know him from Pete Holmes's X-Men series because mm. he's Wolverine. Oh. Uh, Do you remember the X-Men series? Vaguely. Okay. Well, Pete Holmes, who's also very funny and has a very good podcast. Pete Holmes, I, I don't know how they got away with Does this. he do the voice on the podcast, the Wolverine voice? No, no. So, uh. so Pete Holmes is a very funny comedian. He's had various talk shows, has a really good podcast. Um, EX-Men. And the conceit is Professor X is sitting in his office and he's across his desk from one of the X-Men. This is so nerdy, but there, there could hardly be something more appropriate for our program. And it's Professor X firing a given X-Men character and mm -hmm. explaining why he's firing them. And the other person <laughs> very credulously making the case for why they should be there. So like, you know, so I, what I put in here is you'll, you'll, if you click the link in show notes, you will land on the wonderful episode with Wolverine, but that's part of a playlist. So what I'm mentioning here, it's super funny. Also, it went away for a while. Like, it, I don't know if it was Marvel copyright stuff or I don't know why, but anyway, it's all back up for now. I'm going to downy all of them mm. um, while we're on it. The other, there's several that are extremely good. So basically he says Wolverine, he's kind of like, he's basically doing like, um, uh, oh, shoot. What's the guy from SNL? Um, uh, Lorne Michaels. He's mm -hmm. like, he's got the bald cap. and everything. He's like, Wolverine, you've got to go. You're out of here. He's like, yeah, but I'm, I'm strong. And I, I got metal. And he does the snick. And he's like, so great. Like, you're fighting in our greatest nemesis controls what? And he goes, uh, he's like, metal, metal. Yeah, but I could ride a motorcycle. <laughs> it's so goddamn <laughs> funny. The other one that I love, love, love is um i like you doing them better than i think i'd like the podcast oh, maybe in the after show you could watch one of these with me the other one is um gambit <laughs> firing gambit and guess who plays gambit who thomas middleditch from silicon valley oh really he's like oh but i can i got my cards i could charge them i throw them <laughs> i can't even imagine that's awesome why don't you go practice bow staff under a waterfall it's they're so funny and so delightful and uh they're probably kind of funny just because you'll see a lot of faces you recognize it'll be kind of funny if you roughly know x-men mm -hmm. but if you really know x-men um even a little bit you're gonna really enjoy this um pete holmes is x-men x e x dash men series on youtube and I'm going to make a reminder to me to downy all of those. And the hits just keep on coming. It's the end of the century, Fantasy Ecla episode, the last episode of the century. Well, everything's coming up, Millhouse. As far as, you know, TV shows, mm -hmm. um, 
I have a couple that I could recommend uh, just offhand. We we saw the season and series finale of Mr. Robot. It happened um, last, yeah. just, just this week, which was a show that I really enjoyed uh, over the years. And I thought this season was really interesting. And I'll tell you that the finale... It's, you know, it's so hard to get a finale right. Uh, Lost is a great yeah, example. Stick, stick the landing, as they say. Yeah, but they did a really, really, really good job of it. And I and, and they found a way to add one more twist that made it oh, really, really cool. Yeah, so it's, it's um, That's cool to hear. very rewarding, a very interesting. And, and, you know, they did it just right where it ends and you're like, but wait, n- mm-hmm. no, I don't want it to end. You feel yeah. it. And, uh, and I thought they- Watchmen. It's so, it's so rare to get through something that's that creative and unusual as Mr. Robot and to nail the landing, man. How do you do it? That guy's, they did that guy's good. so great. I Have love you seen it? Have you seen the last season or anything? I'm two, I'm two, two seasons behind. But he's a frequent um, guest, not frequent, but at least a couple times a year, he comes on The Watch, that podcast I like, because he's pals oh, with those Oh, yeah, guys. yeah. And actually, you know what? I'll put in show notes. They uh, At the end of each year, they they do their best shows of the year, but they just did their shows of the 2010s with Sam Ismail, who's super opinionated, but like, it's awesome. Like, it's so good. I'll put it in notes. But that's so nice to hear, Dan. I, I drifted a little after the second season, and I'll eventually definitely come back. But it's it's so nice to hear that because there's so many people where like even with Watchmen, which I think was oh so tremendous, and people are like I don't know, I kind of wait and want to wait and see if they nail the landing, and I'm like, ugh, you people don't deserve this. It's the journey, like you know what I mean? Yes. But then they do get extra credit for sticking the landing. I thought they did That's a great so job. That's so nice to hear. I like that kid. And, uh, you know, like I, I really enjoyed the latest season of Peaky Blinders. I've, there's been a, so much really good TV. It's almost impossible to pick. <laughs> <You think? laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so crazy. Everything is like, there's so much good stuff out there. Oh, a show that made me sad that it got canceled or ended. Um, it, it they were able to end the story, but this is like one of those, um, those shows that like, I just sort of, uh, stumbled on. Uh, and, and, you know, I don't know who recommended it to me. I don't know how I even heard about it, but the TV show is called travelers and oh it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It has, um, it has, uh, Eric McCormick who is from, uh, Will and Grace. Will and Grace. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, I watched the first, the first few episodes of that. It seemed really cool. It's very Canadian, right? It's, it feels very Canadian, but, uh, it, it that doesn't, you know, that actually Nothing adds to it, the, no. sh- yeah, that adds to the show. And, um, and so it's just, it's really cool without, without spoiling too much stuff that you find out in really in the first five or 10 minutes of the first episode is that, um, that something goes horribly wrong in the future. Mm-hmm. And in order to prevent it, there are travelers who are from the future who are coming back in time to see if they can kind of fix things, uh, with, with a, um, with a kind of limited uh, ability to know what's going to happen, but they kind of get a mission. And, uh, and, and so, but here's the interesting part of it. And this doesn't really spoil anything because, again, you find this out in the first five minutes, uh, is that in order to go back in time, it's just their consciousness that is sent back. Yeah. But they are sent back. You need a vessel. Into a vessel. But I will not tell you what the vessel is or why a certain vessel yeah, is picked or anything like that. it's definitely worth checking out. If you're, if, if like me, you know, you can decide if, if you can be friends with me is whether you like predestination. Um, <laughs> because I think it is literally one of the great movies and, uh, it's okay. It, it's got, it's got uh, Shiv in it. Yeah. Um, from succession. Yep. And it's okay if you don't like it, we just can't be friends. That's fine. But like, <laughs> I love a, obviously I love, I love a bootstrap thing. I love a twist thing. I love a different timelines thing. 
Like all of that is like the way that Syracuse is with apocalyptic stuff where he'll like yeah. watch anything, even something terrible on Netflix about post-apocalyptic world. Man, time travel's my jam. Oh, and Eric thanks, McCormick. thanks to you saying it would be all right. My boy and I watched uh, uh, Mad Max: Fury Road, and it was fine. It was fine. Oh, he handled was the opening okay. Opening was NBD. That I was mo- mainly worried about, like you know how you got the mother's milk thing happening. I thought, yeah. what did they? That's I just, forgot that's just boobs. Yeah. But you don't even see the boobs really. They have big yeah. giant things over the boobies. Was so he it was fun. Was he bummed? Yes. But okay. you know what? They're making a, another one. I don't know if you knew this. The, the project name is uh, Mad Max. Fury, Fury Road 2, still furious. No, this is the interesting thing. Is <laughs> Too Fury, Too Road. <laughs> that's like, that's got to be our title. Um, uh, too Fury, Too Road. <laughs> it, it was, no, it's a prequel. It's a prequel. Oh, to it's a prequel. Fury Road. It's a prequel to Fury Road. Is and our boy still going to be in it? Yes, our man <gasps> is in it, and it is it is called uh, the Wasteland as the code oh, working we love title. Him. Is it is it George Miller? Yes, it's all of oh it's all our old friends. Yeah, I'll tell you, man. If we get another George Miller Fury Road, if we get a Noah Hawley Star Trek, if we get all the things that are lining up to happen, oh my! Did you hear about that? That supposedly, supposedly, Noah Hawley's going to do the next Star Trek movie. No, the guy, from, I the guy from Legion and uh, the good season oh, of, wow. uh, of of um, the uh, the uh, Kristen Dunst season of True Detective. That's excellent news. Yeah, can you imagine? No, when is that due to come out? I don't know. You never know. It's like it's like Tim wait, Goodman a, says. I'll believe it a, when I can watch it. This is a movie or a TV show? Uh, no, uh, the fourth in the current. The right, the fourth. Okay. Yeah, well, supposedly. Yeah, no, Holly. We'll see. So what, what, we got Two Fury, Two Road, and what was the other one? Fury <laughs> Road 2, Still Furious? Yeah, yes. All right, we'll workshop it. Still Furious. Okay, um, can I do another song? Yeah. I just discovered this band. I think they're from London. I just discovered them in my um, release radar. Yeah, release radar uh, okay. in the last week. And uh, you guys know me. You know, I love me some uh, some power pop. This is just, it's just infectious. It's a band called Charm Pit. And it's their new single called, <laughs> and that's funny how? Because it, it sounds like the word armpit. No, I don't think that's what they mean. I think they mean it's oh. a pit full of charm. Oh. It's kind of gross to, charm pit and their new single, Bridges Go Burn. Spin it, Dan. You stepping on my tongue now. About that, huh? That Crazy is pop music. Isn't pop that music. Pop, pop music. New York, London, Paris, Munich. Uh, 104. Okay, let's do, 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 do a few more. What's left that I'm super excited about? Uh, well, you know, there's not that many that I'm super schmooper. I feel like it would be almost anticlimactic. One of mine was, this is so lame, but I've mentioned this before, but I've been... You know, like we've talked about getting the fear a little bit about media, and I've been interested for a while. Like, once you get into the large TV scene, um, 720p, don't really do it anymore. And even 1080p, unless you're, like, like running it off, like, uh, a disc or a hard drive. But, like, once you start seeing actual, not talking about Apple, iTunes Store, I love you, Apple, but, like, actual 4K Blu-ray discs... Um, there's not a lot of them. There's not a ton of them, and they're not all great. But if you want a fun way to reappreciate 
physical media and have a new way to have to buy physical things to have in your house that are a real nuisance. I can also recommend a disc wallet. Uh, I bought, yeah, it's in notes, I bought a Sony Ultra HD player. It was $200, the mm. price of a VCR when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been so fun. You know, people like to tell this whole, like, ah, oh, it's really, I don't care about the sound quality. It's the ritual of the record and the blah, blah, blah. Well, that's true for us. When we hook up the dingus, it requires two HDMI ports just to run this monster. You get it all hooked up, you set it aside, you change the input, you select the cinema view, mm-hmm. right? Like a gentleman. And then you tuck into some movies. And the three recommended movies that I have for playing on your new Sony Ultra HD player for $200, um, I'm, unless you're very averse to it, I do really suggest you check out The Wizard of Oz. It's pretty ah. wild. Uh, it looks real good for, for the time. Um, uh, number two, Into the Spider-Verse. Duh. Looks incredible. And uh, the movie uh, you and your boy like, Dunkirk, looks amazing yes. in actual yes. real 4K. Now listen, here's the thing. You can get a picture from all of these services that's called Ultra HD, and sometimes it looks better than others. But just because it has that number of pixels doesn't make it always good. If you're doing, like, like I'm talking full-on, you're also not going to burn all your bandwidth watching 4K movies. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you buy all of these. I own probably six titles on disc, and it's all classics for me. It's Matrix, Blade Runner, Spider-Verse, Dunkirk, uh, stuff like that. So anyway... Um, that's I'm sorry, it's a gadget, but uh, I, that that's been a lot of fun for us. Oh, we got Azkaban too. It looks pretty good. Um, and I think I'm almost done. Did Did you have another one you want to throw? No, I'm liking where you're going with this, and I, I'm looking at at some of these things, and you know, like you said, you know, I don't want to overwhelm people with gadgets, and I don't really want to re-recommend something that we've talked about over the year. I mean, we've talked about that that Logitech keyboard, the K380. I really like that. But yeah. that's a gadget, and we're staying away from gadgets. That's oh, okay. It's okay. You can gadget away. Now, and when you go to show notes for uh, episode Diggity 458 of Dan's Back to Work program, you'll see links to other kinds of things, stuff I didn't get to. A wonderful song by Dan Reeder called Clean Elvis that I highly recommend. Uh, Lightning Round. Douche, douche, douche. Two camera apps that I love on iOS, Halide mm. and Filmic. Halide is awesome. Filmic is great, skills. dude. Filmic is amazing. Well, wait till projected mid-January because mm. that's when it gets wild. Remember the demo where it shoots four streams at once? Yes. That's postposably coming in uh, hopefully January. Oh, nice. So you might remember this from the dub dub. You might remember this from the demo when they use the iPhone 11 Pro Dingus Max where you were able to shoot on all four cameras at once. Yes. Yeah. So that's they're using Filmic Pro for that. Um, so Filmic Pro for video, so great. Um, and Halide for stills. I just learned about this app from Dr. Drang. Uh, it's really nerdy. You almost definitely don't need it, uh, but an app called Text Case for iOS, mm. where you grab your clipboard and you run it through Text Case, and it returns not just like would John Syracuse approve this title. Go look at this app. It's crazy. You can do ROT13. You can do all caps. You can do all lowercase. You can do snake case. You can do camel case. You can do encoding it as a URL. You can do quoted text and markdown. And then, of course, you can also shut off all the ones you don't need. But but if you're somebody like me who likes to compose stuff like in drafts with my fingers before I put it somewhere, it's really nice to be able to transmogrify all of that on the fly interact mm-hmm. scratch pad for mac from the folks who bring you drafts it's a wonderful way to be able to create or add contact information um it's very intuitive and very well done and maintained i and then the zotero i'm not gonna get into zotero zotero is cool though anyway that's uh i think that's all i've 
got. I think that's all I've got for for the end of the century fantasy episode. Dan, how do how do we sign off? How do we what do we what do we say? Mm, I love you, Merlin man. I love you too, Dan. Oh,